0: Welcome to the A Home That Heals podcast. We're so glad you're here where we talk
1: about home, the kind of home we all long for. Let's face it, a lot of us are dealing with some hard stuff and our homes are anything but havens of happiness. But stick with us because we know there's gotta be a way. In fact, we know there is a way. So journey with us on A Home That Heals. Hello, it is great to have you here with us today. I'm Bree, alongside my beautiful Mother D. (laughs) And we're thrilled to bring you our first interview here on A Home That Heals. Arnold Etriide is the author of a best-selling Christmas series of books that started with what is now a classic in our home and hundreds of thousands more, Jotham's Journey. And you are going to love getting to know
0: Arnold Etriade, or as I call him Arnie, because I've known Arnie for a long time. And Arnie, you gave me permission to call you Arnie in this this interview. It'd be a hard habit for me to break, but let me just tell you, he's lived an adventurous life, a former police officer, film and television producer, a beloved university. University professor, world traveler, prolific writer of books and screenplays, and in case you can't tell, I'm the president of his uh, fan club. So,
1: uh, welcome to a home (laughs) That's one. (laughs) Well, we'll try to add to the roles here really soon. Oh, you have to, because... Arnold, your books have had such an impact on our family. I just can't even express enough in the time we have before we start interviewing you. So if if you haven't listened to our latest episode, our past episode, please do. Because Jotham's journey really had such an impact on changing the rhythm in our home and making it a healing place for our children and us to enjoy bedtime more and enjoy Wonderful conversations, and Christmas mm-hmm. just brought a new meaning once we were able. Once we were able to jump into Jotham's world. Mm-hmm. Well, and and
0: it and it really started even years before that when I read it to her little brother, and he loved it. So um, I, I've always been intrigued by authors and where stories come from. And so Arnie, I'm wondering, you live in a rural Idaho town, yet the stories that you write take us to these exotic places and you use that magic of time travel. And Jotham's journey is just all of that and so much more. So tell us who Jotham is and how he was born in your mind to become something so special to all of us.
2: Well, Jotham is a 10-year-old boy in 4 BC Palestine, Right about the time that Jesus was getting ready to be born. And he has an adventure there on the way to Bethlehem. He doesn't know he's on the way to Bethlehem, but that's where he ends up. And he was born in my mind uh, when my almost wife asked me to write a story.
0: She asked you?
2: Yes. I uh, had met her. We'd been dating. um, And she was a widow at that time with, with two little kids. And the Christmas before we were married... We were married in June, and so the Christmas before. Uh, she set up, uh, you know, our, our tradition, family tradition has been to, to do something Advent, but she said she couldn't find anything that year and wanted to know if I'd wanted to write a little something for it. And I, of course, said yes. i loved love to write. So <laughs>
0: well, Yeah, you want to marry her. <laughs> uh, had,
2: had not yet published a book, but oh, loved wow. to write. And so I said, of course, and thought, you know, I'd write this little you know, two-page story or something. Well, um, on the way to McCall... One time we were taking the kids up to go snow, uh, playing in the snow. Uh, I said, you know, I really haven't come up with a story. And she said, well, just make it about a, a little boy in Palestine. You know, And there it was. Oh, there Elsie, it was. thank
0: you for that. <laughs> yeah,
2: exactly. So it, it was um, not me. It was m- more than me involved in this. I think so. Uh, by the time we got to McCall, I had the story in my head and started writing and I would write a chapter, and then that night, read it to the kids, because Advent started right then. Oh,
0: my. We're talking and, on the fly.
2: On the fly here. And every night, they'd say, oh, read another chapter. Read oh,
0: it. I love that. And I'd say,
2: no, we have to wait. We have to learn patience. Because I have to write it. <laughs> because I haven't written it yet. And to this day, I'm not sure they know that. Oh, but,
0: oh well, that's just our little secret. Yes, our
2: secret. Uh, so every day, I'd write. And, and one, one time, we were flying up to Seattle to see my parents, and I was writing it on the air airplane (laughs) (laughs) and read it to them when we got there. But so that's how it came about. I just wrote it out of total love for my kids who weren't even really legally my kids yet, but they certainly were. We were very much a family at that point. And uh, I just wrote it for them out of love. And then in January after Christmas, a, a publisher called me out of the blue, said they had heard I'd written something and wanted to know if they could see it. And I said, well, sure. <laughs> oh. And so I sent it to them, they and they bought it, and here we are.
0: Oh, and it started a whole series of books now that we'll yes. uh, we'll talk about a little bit more in the future, but or not in the future, but in the next few minutes. But it, it was, you know, what really caught me about that story is that, you know, two small children having lost their father mm-hmm. and Elsie having lost her husband at that point. Christmas is so hard for people— with loss. Yes, it is. And mm, I don't know, that just kind of struck at my heart that not only was it this wonderful Advent story, but I'm sure part of their healing wrapped up in all the tradition of Christmas and all of that. Can you explain how that maybe worked as well?
2: Well, I'm not sure I can really know Mm -hmm. how it worked. We were all very much in, you know, in a tumultuous time at that time, mm-hmm. um, them getting used to somebody new, still, still very much dealing with their loss. Me in a whole new—I've been traveling the world for twenty years. What did I know about having a family? <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I, I'm not sure I can really put my finger on it, but I can say that it was very much a bonding time. Um, the kids—I was just something about the kids. Sitting there, one they usually laid across the ottomans, oh, yeah. and just those mm. eyes looking up at me, um, just sparkling and reacting to the words that I'd written, and and you know it just was a, a wonderful bonding time and a, and a family building time, mm. and I would say a healing time um, for us.
0: And wow. and and vice versa, mm-hmm. you know that's really a lot of how I think a lot of families. If you could peek into those rooms and see. Uh, how Jotham's journey impacts families. I think Christmas has become such a time of frustration for a yes. lot of people. So to find something that can actually bring back those warm feelings, you know, and that wonder. Don't exactly. you think, Brie? I mean, that wonder of Christmas. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And you you have five Grandchildren? Five grandchildren now. Those two little
2: kids grew up. (laughs)
1: So, are they reading these books? Are you getting to watch them? Just
2: yesterday, uh, my seven year old granddaughter, currently, uh, my son lives with us because they moved over during COVID from Seattle. Mm -hmm. And then, of course, (laughs) COVID hit. Okay, now what do we do? (laughs) So, uh, she just asked me yesterday is it it time to start reading Jotham yet? Oh.
1: That it. is so exciting. So, yep, yeah, five
2: grandchildren, old. and the, most of them are reading it. A couple of them are two, still too young, but
1: oh, that must be incredible to see them get caught up in these stories that you wrote. It is. It,
2: it's it's a miracle to me. Mm. I, it's you know this was totally a God thing. Totally mm. a God thing. Um, <clears throat> I I had tried. Excuse me. <clears throat> I had I had tried for many years to to have something published, and never could. And then I wrote just out of love for my kids and out of the blue, here it is. Mm. They come to me. So
0: I read another interview that you did a while back and you were talking about creating Jotham and how Jotham – Kind of had a mind of his own. Oh, tell me about that. <laughs> that kid, that
2: kid. I mean, it, it starts with him being naughty and running away from home. And right. It just, it never got better. It was just.
0: <laughs> no, and then he even lies. I mean, he's oh yes. he's kind of a little stinker, as yeah, I said in our last yeah, podcast. Yeah,
2: he had a lot of growing to do. Fortunately, he did the growing. But I remember when I was writing it, uh, my 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 family had to get used to me screaming. Yeah, from the upstairs bedroom where I was writing, Jotham, what are you doing? Because oh. <laughs> I'd be writing along, and all of a sudden he's in some situation, and I, how am I going to get you out of this now? And oh, yeah, it was wow. very much
0: oh, I'm so fascinated a relationship
2: by how that works.
0: with him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Your own imagination must be very vivid to be able to go to that.
2: Point. I never thought so. I always assumed everybody was like me, but in the last twenty or thirty years, I've learned okay, not everybody's like me.
0: Yeah, thirty <laughs> books later, i figured that out.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Not necessarily a good thing, but.
0: Well, because of all this experience you have, not only writing the books, but then reading them to your grandchildren and your children, seeing the effect that it has, what is your advice, um, not only for maybe the practical side of just, you know, setting that time aside, which is something we talked about in our last episode, and we'd love your thoughts on that, but also how you make Advent really happen so that you set that side, set aside that time.
2: Well, it has to be, first of all, it has to be intentional. You have to just decide, this is what we're going to do, and it's more important than anything else. Uh, after we began, it was not a problem because the kids wouldn't let us forget. Mm. Right. It's Advent time. We got-
0: you know all about that, Bree. <laughs> oh, we do. Yeah. Uh,
2: and part of our ritual, I guess you'd call it, um, was that I would read. Uh, my wife would pray for us, with us. Uh, we'd, we'd discuss first uh, based on the... Uh, devotional that's at the end of every chapter and Elsie would pray with us and then the kids we'd sing a couple of um, Christmas carols oh nice and then the kids would get to light a candle and, and go to bed by candlelight up the stairs
0: oh that's, That's a neat special. idea. And
2: I, I always suspected it was the candle part they really oh. were looking forward to. But, but it got them into the room. So. Oh, oh, I
0: hope snagged that idea. I might Feel that idea. That <laughs> is yeah. a good
2: one. When, when they're very young, they were electric candles. But mm.
0: when they got
2: older, they got actual fire. But,
0: Whoa, they yeah, graduated and, to actual fire. Yes, exactly.
2: And that that was just, uh, that was Advent. And they looked forward to it every night. Just I think partly they wanted to see hear the story, the next chapter. Because um, we, we've always read to them. Elsie's read to them long before I came along. And uh, I think that's a very important part of family life is parents reading to kids. But um, they, they, so they enjoy having us read to them. So that was just a natural thing for us in our family. And so putting that all together with everything else just made a very special time during the Christmas season?
0: You know, Terry and I, my husband, we became therapeutic foster parents a few years back, and our our foster son was 14 years old. And for some reason, I just decided, I mean, I knew he was 14, but I just decided reading to him at bedtime was a way we could bond, and I could share my faith with him. And so I read Jotham's Journey to this 14-year-old boy. And at first, I kind of saw him roll his eyes that I was going to read to him. And same thing, same thing happened. I read the first chapter and then he was hooked. And then the whole time we had him for a year, that whole year I read to him every night, you know, before he went to bed again, it just started that tradition in our home. But one of the things that I do want to explore with you a little bit is the spiritual side of that. I was saying in our earlier podcast that I read the last chapter again this morning, preparing for our interview. And I, I cried again. (laughs) I cried again when Joth, I mean, I don't want to give the story away, as I said before, but you all know the story. I mean, Joth, finds Jesus. And there's a very spiritual aspect to what can happen as you're reading your books. And we know Brie and I our heart is with a home that heals is to not just give people cute ideas, you know, but and there are there's great ideas. Reading this book is one of them. But your heart underneath the writing of these books for your children and for the thousands of children that have read them since and will yet read them. What is that?
2: I think it's a sense that I get to take my children to the manger. I get to introduce them yet again to Jesus. And that's kind of what was going through my head as I wrote these and as, as I read them to the kids. Uh, this is my opportunity. I, a big part of that, I think, is is simply being a role model that, yes, Jesus is important to mom and dad. And I think that's so important. It almost, it almost breaks my heart when I hear from parents who say, yes, I gave— gave my kid Jotham's journey, and they said they loved it. And I think, mean, oh, you missed such an opportunity yes, there. Yes. That's not what this was about. But mm-hmm. um, I, I do think it's, it's partly role model and, of course, the, the reality of it. I tried to write to make it real. This isn't a fantasy story we're reading from some other place. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, these are events that really took place, and maybe this is a little bit of what it was like to be there and see the Savior, the Messiah born.
1: I know for us, after reading Jotham's journey, reading the Bible was never the same because it was like a light bulb went off. They really could picture themselves in that time period. And so everything we read about jesus and and the parables and all of that began to make more sense because it's it's almost as though they had this picture in their mind that all started with Jotham's adventure. And then, now we've read Bartholomew's passage and we're getting ready to read Tabitha's travels. And so I can't wait to see that happen even more because as there's so much truth in your stories that help tie in the Bible and, and bring it to life in such a special way for kids. But I have to say for me too, just like you said, those parents miss out when they don't read that.
2: I have had, we've had thousands of emails and so forth. It's been out for 25 years now mm-hmm. this year, and uh, or since I wrote it. And we've had multiple emails and letters from parents who say, my 19-year-old son calls in from college every night to be a part of Advent.
0: Oh, my. <laughs>
2: my 25-year-old daughter still <laughs> comes over. you know. And so, yeah, it's very oh. much a, a continuing family thing. It's not just for kids.
0: And uh, I think the Lord uses children's books, a lot of time oh, yes. to draw adults to himself. Have you found that yes, to be uh, some of those emails as well? I
2: have learned so much reading to my grandkids their, yes. their books. So. Yeah. Mm.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah, that is a very good point. Well, you've got, as Bree mentioned now, so we've got um, Jotham's Journey, Bartholomew's Passage, Tabitha's Travels, Ishtar's Odyssey, which I have not read yet.
2: Well, it hasn't been out long. I, for, for years, I told the publisher, no, this is a trilogy. They wanted me to write another one. No, okay. this is a trilogy. <laughs> and finally, in 2015 or so, I said, okay, because I thought of, well, I could write about Ishtar. And, oh, yeah. and how fun that would be to follow the son of one of the wise men as they journey toward Bethlehem. So it's a whole new perspective uh, from somebody of a different faith. Coming oh. to see Jesus. Oh. And very what was that good. like?
0: Yes. So. Well that so that's is that gonna complete then that's, the, that's the Christmas? Ad, well, I I think so. <laughs> <laughs> but never say never. Never say never. But then there's also an Easter book and I wanna make sure I say it right. Is it Amons? Adventure? That's
2: how I pronounce it.
0: Okay. Well, then that's the way it's pronounced.
2: Amon. <laughs> Amon's um, adventure uh, is takes place 30 years later, of course, when when Jesus is facing the cross and, and those events. Uh, and when writing it, I thought, well, wouldn't it be fun if Jotham and Tabitha got married? Oh. <laughs> and had a son. And so this is 30 years later, Jotham and Tabitha have grown up, they're married, and they have a 13-year-old son named Amon living in Jerusalem at the time of of the uh, Easter events. So that's what that book is all about, him facing the the crucifixion and so forth. But then... uh, the. Again, the publisher asked me for another one years ago, another Easter book, and neither they or nor I could come up with a story that would be appropriate for little children. And just last spring, I, in the midst of getting ready to retire from teaching, uh, it hit me, and so I had to sit down and, and write it. And when I say it hit me, I'm saying that's from God. It was straight from heaven, I think. And I just had to sit down and, and write it out. I had to get it out of my head so I could. Well, think we're going to need things.
0: another episode to hear that story. Absolutely. Because there's so much to that. And if people are listening to this during the Advent season or after the Advent season, they can start planning for Easter right away. So we're going to continue this conversation, but we'll know how they can get your books. We have on our website, uh, homethatheals.com, information about that. But there, your books are in all of the traditional outlets, Sure, yeah. Amazon.com, Christian Books.
2: If you, uh, if you go to Amazon and type my name if you could ever spell it or Jotham's Journey it'll, it'll get you there or we do have a website and it's called jothamsjourney.com j-o-t-h-a-m-s dot journey dot
0: all right well we're going to oh, talk more, perfect. a lot more about that coming up in our next episode
1: we are we're so glad you joined us today for A Home That Heals and as you can tell reading has had a huge impact on helping us bring healing to our homes so we'll continue this theme for one more podcast and we hope you'll be with us next time A Home That Heals is produced in partnership with 89.5 KTSY. To find out more about them, go to ktsy.org.